Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cubiculist. The show, oh God, the show, is one in which I discuss all the media I have consumed. All my my mind consumption of medias. Why? Why would this be a thing that someone would listen to? Frankly, I don't know, which perhaps explains the almost complete lack of a listener base. Yes. Uh, I'm not worried. Uh, I should say, at the top of every show, which sometimes I forget to do, that the possibility exists you have not consumed some of this media yourself. So, you know, I warn of it. Because I don't want to spoil it. It's a spoiler warning. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, Okay, I guess I'll push a button that will get us started. Oh, shit, yeah, well... I put it uh, in the uh, show notes a little bit. Uh, I'm thinking and leaning towards, and so far have decided to, uh, um, that this episode is 566. Last episode will be 666. Yes, that is what I have decided. Why not go out with a satanic bang? Uh, so obviously that's a hundred weeks plus I take uh, two weeks off every um, uh, uh, 10 episodes. So there's some math that someone could do to figure out exactly how long that is, but you know, we got some time. Once th- uh, another thing I sort of decided, you know, just since we're talking about it and this is a hundred episodes away from that ending. So it sort of fits. Uh, I decided that once we hit episode 600, uh, there's going to be some changes. I'm going to do, uh, um, you know what? I, I won't give it a, I won't give it away. Let's just say when episode 600 hits this podcast will be a a fair amount different a fair amount not a hundred percent different but a fair amount pushing button now movie monologue Today's movie monologue sponsor is Powers Shag Carpeting Installation. Now in Austin. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first, Phil from 2019. Yeah, a bit of a, a, a different uh, dark comedy, which I do. Uh, 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 oh, directed by Greg Kinnear. Huh. Directed and starring Greg Kinnear. Interesting. Uh, written by Stephanie Mauser, uh, a depressed dentist, which I feel like, what was that Steve Martin movie? Novocaine? Ooh, is that right? A depressed dentist in midlife crisis tries to learn why one of his happiest patients suddenly commits suicide and a dark comedic adventure ensues. Hey, you know what? I said, even before I read that dark comedy and it mentions it in the description. So it must be, this is from 2019 
yeah, I, I, as if such a thing as someone who listens to more than one of these <laughs> exists, they will know that uh, I tend to gravitate towards dark comedies and uh, enjoy them. A lot of uh, familiar faces in this. Uh, Greg Kinnear was good rating-wise. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm going to go three and change. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with my rating scale, uh, three is enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. And while I did enjoy uh, this while watching it, I, I can't really see a scenario necessarily where I would want to watch it again. No offense, Phil. Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, uh, Greg Kinnear's, um gets sort of uh, uh, embroiled, yeah, that's a word we'll use, in the lives of these people uh, by pretending to be sort of a long-lost friend of this uh, uh, now-deceased, uh, formerly happy person. Um, and, and, you know, shit goes awry with that, obviously obviously it's okay it's an okay movie moving on to story to bother you from 2018 oh yes this was a a, a bit of a bit of an odd duck i see here it says comedy fantasy sci-fi uh, none of those are really that accurate <laughs> uh, comedy is probably the most fantasy the second most sci-fi i don't know how that ended up in there Really? Yeah, I, I suppose. In an alternate present-day version of Oakland, telemarketer Cassius Green discovers a magical key to professional success, propelling him into a universe of greed. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, the guy who... I, I don't think I've ever seen him before. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield. He plays Cassius Green. He was very good. Uh, there's a few familiar faces, but probably more... Uh, uh, familiar voices which is interesting because that key to success that uh, cash has found was uh, uh, what they call in the movie white voice which i suppose is what i have technically <laughs> so uh he would uh and uh, danny glover was the one who sort of showed him this trick um he would start talking in his quote-unquote white voice uh and, and then it would be dubbed and the person who did his voice was david cross there was another guy whose voice was done by pat oswald uh and i don't actually know who who did danny glover's voice i don't know if it was someone familiar or not i i i, I didn't recognize it yeah, uh, so apparently if you're going to be a telemarketer, you need a, a, a white, nerdy-sounding voice, apparently. Oh, man, maybe I should be a telemarketer. Uh, yeah, so there's that weirdness. Uh, then there's the weirdness of this sort of it's, it's uh, a dystopian future. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's fair to say. But you know what? Uh, what what's good about this, what's interesting about this is it's not dystopian to the degree where they've like changed huge things it's like just close enough to be depressing that uh you could see things happening in this movie if they were to happen in, in real life you'd be like oh, yeah you know it's a little weird but also we're fucking idiots just you know humans in general uh rating wise i think i'd go like a solid 4.89 repeating sure why not 
Uh, yeah, I do recommend Sorry to Bother You. If this sort of weird movie sounds up your alley. You, you know what? And the missus doesn't like weird movies, which uh, I do, unfortunately. Uh, not unfortunate that I like them, unfortunate that she doesn't, so we don't often share in the weird movie love. Uh, I can understand, when it comes to a weird yeah, let me put it this way. I don't really begrudge. I don't begrudge, yeah. Uh, because I can understand the not liking of a weird movie. Like, it, it, it doesn't blow my mind if you don't like weird movies. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to the third last films, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, Austin Powers in Goldmember. Huh. That's interesting. Colons for the first two. No colon on the second. Uh, in the final. You know what? It's interesting, too. Uh, doing this rewatch, uh, uh, which I hadn't seen these in quite a while. Uh, the first two I enjoyed, and the uh, and the last one I kind of didn't so much. Interesting. Maybe in Austin Powers movies, in order to be a, a, a good, according to my stupid scale, um, needs a colon in it. Huh. Interesting. Okay, so uh, Austin Powers, uh, International Man of Mystery... I, I, I feel like it was still trying to take itself a little bit seriously, um, which I, I think deterred from it a little bit. Uh, and, and then I think Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, sort of leaned into the ridiculousness of the whole thing uh, to a good degree and was still its own movie, although the amount in both the second and third of uh, jokes that they just redo is high yeah it, and you know what it's too high <laughs> uh despite that i almost feel like the spy who shagged me the second one uh i i ended up actually liking more which is sort of weird uh i suppose maybe it was eh, i don't know it's hard to put my finger on okay so rating i'll go he's four for international man of mystery Four point something for the spy who shagged me, and three minus something for gold member. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Oh shit! Pushing too many buttons too. Today's television talk sponsor is Winchester Frozen Bacon Cheeseburgers. Thank you for that sponsorship. And thank you for the television show Supernatural, you goddamn 15 season behemoth. Oh, that was a fucking fun ride, man. Fucking fun ride. Uh, just uh, so, so perfect uh, for quarantine times, a show such as this. Uh, I did the, the sort of classic, uh, I guess we'll call it a Discworld thing, which uh, I, I assume other people do this. In, in fact, I'm positive I've heard other people do this, where I got to the uh, the 15th and final season of Supernatural and where I was watching, you know, like a shit ton of episodes a week. Uh, I just sort of really slowed it down and savored it until I got to the final two episodes, which I'm glad I saved. Uh, there's a pro tip when you get to the final two, watch them back to back and uh, you'll, I think, get more enjoyment. Um, 
very interesting. Uh, uh, probably going to get into spoilers here a little bit. Uh, I'll, I'll try to keep it vague anyways. Uh, in this, the, the, the second to last episode of this series um, could have been the last episode easily. Uh, and, and then just sort of had a little, you know, little thing at the end to clear up maybe some things. But they did like a full episode of just sort of like clearing up and, well, the two main characters dying. <laughs> Not, in a, you know, necessarily dying and ending up in a, in a, in heaven, in, in a good version of heaven. Yeah. So that, that, that was the happy ending. Both characters dying. <laughs> Uh, fuck, I, uh, I, I will say that final episode, uh, cried like a fucking, a lot. <laughs> yeah, really, really hit me hard. I, I, I think it's, uh, and maybe I've spoken of this before, the, the, the quarantine dumbness. I know I've spoken of that. I also think potentially, uh, it, it sort of boosts, uh, the, there's a bit of a boost to your emotions, uh, during this time, uh, you know, psychological things happening. Uh, so, so the fluctuations of emotions is probably higher than it would be in sort of normal circumstances, quote unquote. Uh, so, uh, that's combined with the fact that it was 15 goddamn seasons, man, 327 episodes. And these are, this is an hour long television. So, you know, they're what, 40 some odd minutes each. Um, so you really get, uh, in, uh, invested in these characters. So th- no surprise that when <laughs> you've spent this amount of time with these people, uh, cause that's how it feels like, um, when they die, even if it is a quote unquote good death, uh, it's gonna be emotional as it was. Uh, okay. So what do I love about the show? Uh, it started off, you know, season one, two, whatever the, the first little bit as just sort of a, a kind of an actiony show, uh, reminiscent, uh, and I'm sure this comparison has been made a little reminiscent of Buffy and Angel. Uh, and then they start, I, I, I'm not going to put a number on which season because I don't know. Uh, I'm not a professional. Huh? So, uh, you know, I have no idea, but they start taking chances. They start doing different episodes. They start experimenting with weird things like, uh, coming to the quote unquote, uh, why am I saying quote unquote so much? Hey, it's accurate. The quote unquote real world, um, where this television show that I'm watching, uh, travels to this world in which the television show is being filmed like shit like that. Uh, uh the episode where, uh, the whole thing is filmed from inside the car. Yeah, that one was fucking crazy. That reminded me of the fly episode of Breaking Bad, where the whole episode takes like is like a bottle episode, I suppose. Although the, the, this one, I don't know if it is a bottle episode because the car's moving and things are happening, you know, outside of where the car is. Yeah, cra- crazy stuff like that. Uh, just just really taking experiments. The fucking bad guy. <laughs> this is gonna be fun to say, which is why I laugh. The bad guy of the final season of Supernatural is God. <laughs> what the fuck? 
So good, so good, yeah. Well, it, it's funny because, you know, uh, with a, a show like this, with your Buffy's, your Angels, uh, each season there's going to be, you know, like a like a story arc involving a, a big bad guy. Um, and after 15 seasons, you know, your bad guys can't get worse every time, I don't think. It's going to be hard, too. So what do you end with? You end with fucking God. Oh, so good, so good. Um, easy easy six out of five yeah I, I i i it's been infrequent that i hand out six out of five so you know what what have i given a six out of five to i know some fallout games maybe some terry pratchett books there, there, there's not much i give six out of fives to but supernatural uh, uh seasons one through 15 uh deserve uh, uh d- deserve it uh, definitely very much so so there what button am i pushing next i don't remember oh yeah okay game gavin today's game gavin sponsor is d69 dice nice all right, I uh, just have a little short one here, uh, just because it was something fun that happened in the uh, uh, Discord D&D roleplay server that I've mentioned from time to time, uh, Aphoros. Uh, so there was this uh, uh, character and player uh, who were seemingly having a bit of trouble uh, in sessions in, in, in two regards, uh, and I managed to, uh, in character give his character and therefore his player two tips that uh, I, I would sort of, you know, just very base general tips. We, you can get into the minutia very easily with D&D and I have fun doing so. But uh, here, here's two, and this is all this segment's going to be, it's going to be quick, two tips for players, D&D players. Two, two simple things. Uh, 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 okay, so um, tip number one for your player is you can be anything. You can be a, 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 a loner. You can be evil. You can be good. You can be literally anything you want as your character. The only thing you can't be is a detriment to the rest of the party. So, if you are playing that evil character, you need a reason that you are working with the party. If you are playing that loner who doesn't talk to anyone, you need a reason that at least for the members of your party, that <laughs> never talking to them <laughs> sort of thing doesn't happen. Um, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to do. Sometimes you can give yourself a challenge. I have many times. Uh, right now, um, the next sort of PC I'm working on uh, towards this is going to be a evil cleric. Now, why is he going to work with the people of this town? Well, he's insane. And he believes that... By saving others, he is adding to uh, a, a sort of death total. So, for example, uh, uh, if I save this fighter who's on my adventuring team, this fighter is going to go on for years and years and years, uh, going on other adventures uh, and killing a shit ton of things, because, well, that's what you do in D&D <laughs> quite often. So all of those deaths would not happen were it not for my intervention. I am giving those deaths onto my god. Huh? See? He's crazy. He's evil. 
but he's going to save you for his own twisted purpose, just as an example. Uh, okay, number two, uh, <laughs> and this one was, uh, he, yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he had some, some troubles with this one as well. Um, yeah, the reason that he, this happened in character is because he came to one of my one of my characters in character, oh boy, uh, getting confusing, uh, uh, apologizing for his uh, uh, in-character behavior, that of uh, uh, sort of freezing and running. Uh, out of character, it was apparently, and this happened a couple of times, he would do some weird things that would be detrimental to the party and also uh, not show up to sessions or not really be paying attention, uh, never ready on his turn. So uh, this is where the second one comes in. Um, so especially online, especially in Discord with Avre, especially if playing on your phone, uh, try to have a rough idea what you're going to do in your turn. Uh, this, is event this is advice I give to players playing in person. This is just advice in general. You don't have to know exactly what you're going to do, but have have a tentative game plan that if things... You know what you do, uh, and this is sort of how I do it. Have a game plan with what you're going to do. Uh, each time a other player goes, look at that plan and see if it still makes sense to do it. If it doesn't, revise it. Now, the only time it gets tricky is if it's the person who goes right before you really fucks shit up for you. <laughs> uh, you'd be, you know what, saying that, you'd be surprised how often that does not happen or how little revision to what you think is smart to do, which is uh, actually kind of sad. Um, sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, but uh, those are my two sort of just sort of basic low level player advice for people playing D and D. There we go. Pushing fast button. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is Sark Medical Supplies Incorporated. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, uh, item the first, Ask Questing Beast 3 with guests Dale Kinsmill and Bardic Broadcast, a.k.a. The Bard. Uh, yeah, so this was like a, uh, a YouTube, I, I guess you would basically call it a podcast, um, but it was interesting. Uh, Questing Beast, I've been watching some more of his stuff lately. I think I've spoken of him on this. He does a lot of uh, uh, reviews of modules, which is interesting. I don't really run modules, but uh, I, I do like seeing them and seeing some of the mechanics they might have in it and some of the uh, cool ideas that I could steal and such. So his reviews of them are uh, good ways for me to go about that without actually, you know, <laughs> running them. Uh, so... Uh, he did a, a, a sort of a Q&A with uh, Dale Kingsmill, who I know I've spoken of very highly on this podcast before. She is, oh shit, what's her, Monarch's Factory? Oh man, I can't remember off the top of my head. She has a, a, a YouTube channel where she speaks of, actually, it's funny, uh, like 10 minutes before I started recording, I was watching one of her videos, where she speaks of D&D uh, &D stuff, and she does a lot of uh, myth and lore stuff as well, uh, just you know, uh, entertaining YouTube videos for the nerdily inclined, let's say. 
And she really knows her stuff, too, as uh, she made uh, a great evidence of during the course of this uh, Q&A. And then uh, uh, an individual who I'd never actually heard of before. Uh, I scoped out his channel. There wasn't really much on it. Uh, it doesn't look like he's recorded in a while. Maybe he's uh, doing stuff elsewhere and it's just not on a YouTube on his YouTube channel. Uh, they were calling him the Bard. He kind of looked a little like Ed Greenwood, which I appreciate. Uh, and, and further appreciation for the fact that uh, Dale and Questing Beasts are of a, a younger generation, uh, whereas the Bard, uh, probably, uh, I would say older than myself even, which is 40 as of not too long ago. Uh, so it's nice. It's, it's always nice to uh, see the different perspectives. Like I'm not a, uh, a old school, uh, despite my age, I'm not an old school D and Deer uh, in many respects. But I do very much enjoy looking back and seeing some of the uh, thoughts and ideas and implementations they had in you know previous editions and uh, uh, just coming at things from a different perspective, which uh, this guy offered. Uh, which it's always nice to see. Like I, I prefer the more sort of quote unquote, Oh, there it is again, uh, modern style of D and D. Um, but you know, doesn't mean we can't look back. They did have one. Oh uh, yeah. So different newer versus old school. Uh, yeah. One interesting idea he brought up that the others seem to be interested in. And I don't think I would do this for a campaign, but maybe for a one shot, uh, where he had some extra backup characters, it was uh, instead. Uh, this is just one little tidbit I took away from the talk. They they spoke a lot of uh, really interesting things, but this this one I wanted to bring up specifically. Uh, it was what if instead of uh, when your hit points reach zero, you start rolling death saves. Uh, you instead are dead. <laughs> yeah. So when your when your hit points are zero, you are dead. Uh, which is interesting. It, 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 like they spoke of all the ways it would change sort of battles. Like it, it, instead of uh, as quite often happens, and I'm guilty of this as well, um, of the few healing characters that I have ever made, which is not too many. Um, it's, it quite often makes more sense mechanically, tactically, uh, that instead of healing someone before they go down, you let them go down and then heal them so they can get back up. Um, it, it, it's just from a sort of sheer numbers perspective, that sort of scenario often is what makes most sense. Um, even if probably real life scenario, you might not do it that way. Uh, and you definitely wouldn't be doing that way if uh, an HP of zero means you die. I don't know if it would work though, because heals uh, healing spells healing potions are, are are not very high in terms of numbers so you would basically you know, which is why it often makes sense to heal when someone's down so like if you're gonna use say a cure wounds and heal i don't know they say you get 10 that's not bad <laughs> that's not a bad rule uh, uh, but, but then a hit deals 30 damage. You're going to spend three turns, uh, trying to heal that 30 damage. And that's three spell slots as well. Yeah. Okay. So there, there's certain things that wouldn't work or would need adjustment clearly for HP of zero equals death to work. Anyways, fun to think of, uh, moving on to also fun green hell playthrough with Bruce green. Uh, I don't know. Apple Fisher. Sure, Diction and Sark. Sark, you may recall. 
was one of, or was he the uh, original DMs of Nerd Poker? Oh, a podcast that I thoroughly enjoyed back in the day, and now is just okay because I don't like the current DM. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, so they're playing this game called Green Hell, which is sort of a cross between, kind of looks a little like Rust. Uh, which is a game I've spoken of um, several occasions on this podcast. Um, uh, sort of uh, arc survival evolved a little like that. Basically, you are thrown into a jungle and have to survive while also sort of uncovering this story that's uh, that's happening. And the survival in this jungle, as in, I assume, actual jungles, is fucking hard as shit. <laughs> it is literal hell sometimes. Like, there's a... Everything you eat fucking poisons you. You're always hungry, thirsty. You, you've got to track your protein, your carbs, your water. Uh, um, you got to make sure there's no leeches on you, no parasites. Uh, uh, there's a fucking sanity meter, uh, ants everywhere, uh, wild beasts trying to kill you, tribes trying to kill you. Uh, it's hell. It, it, it looks like one of the most <laughs> d fucking difficult, frustrating games I've ever seen, which is why I'm not playing it, but it's fun to watch others uh, feel this frustration, I guess. Uh, uh, so uh, Bruce Green, formerly of Funhouse, uh, shit, APL Fisher. I, I, I don't actually know how to say that, and I forget how they say it. And, uh, Diction, uh, those two I'm not actually fam familiar with, but, uh, they seem, uh, nice enough, um, uh, and, of course, Sark. So, uh, you know, check that out if it sounds, uh, interesting. It, it's a game that I, I'm tempted to play, but, uh, I, I almost feel like I had more fun watching them play, uh, do playthroughs than I would if I just played it myself. Uh, okay, so moving on to, oh yeah, this could technically have gone into television talk. However, uh, I wanted to devote that to Supernatural. We're talking uh, Taskmaster Season 8, yes. Uh, recently uh, finished that, it was sort of interesting. Um, I wonder why on the YouTube channel, and I never really figured this out, why they sort of... Uh, uh, posted an older season, uh, sort of one episode a week. Uh, I'm not complaining. It was, it was a goddamn delight. Uh, 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 the guests were Ian Sterling, Joe Thomas, Lou Sanders, Paul Sinha, and Sean Gibson. Sean Gibson was who I was rooting for and did not win, I will say. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Taskmaster, ooh, oh, this is a classic envy pity situation. I, I feel like we haven't had one of these in a while. Uh, I envy the fact that you now get to go on YouTube and type in Taskmaster and we'll have a shit ton of episodes to watch and enjoy and laugh and love. However, I pity that you've never got to experience the show for yourself. A classic envy pity situation. Uh, yeah, so I uh, recommend that definitely. Uh, season 10, so this was season 8. Nine, 9 I watched already because that was already there, I do believe. Uh, uh, season, uh, uh, sorry, uh, season 11 actually is going to start airing soon, which is interesting. March 18th is the, f is the first episode I'm just seeing on the Wikipedia. Cool beans. Oh, they have, uh, Lee Mack in season 11. I'm fucking really looking for that. Looking forward to that. He's one of my faves. Uh, so, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that at some point. I have no doubt. Moving on to last but not least, a new podcast added to my podcast, listening 
repertoire. Uh, that happens, yes, with Spencer Crittenden and Jeff B. Davis. Uh, you may re- uh, recognize these names if you were a listener to the podcast Harmontown, as I was. Uh, this is a D&D podcast, an actual play D&D podcast that it's on its way to happening. Uh, they're doing something smart. It's something I've been sort of contemplating as, uh, as well. Uh, uh, l- let me read and maybe it'll tell. Uh, Rising from the ashes like some sort of podcasting phoenix, host Jeff B. Davis and Spencer Crittenden embark on the most courageous and groundbreaking mission ever conceived. Talking into microphones. Oh. Join our heroes as they fearlessly wade into a myriad of topics and takes as they crack wise and make merry and with and without special guests. <laughs> it's just the two of them. Also, they play Dungeons and Dragons sometimes. That happens. A podcast. Yeah, so listen to the first two episodes. Uh, first one was just, you know, what I love about podcasting, which is just uh, uh, two people sitting around shooting the shit, talking about stuff, cracking wise as they mentioned, uh, and it's fun and funny. And they sort of, uh, outlined, uh, what the sort of general gist and plan of, uh, the podcast is going to be going forward. Um, basically, uh, Spencer is going to run a, uh, campaign for, uh, Jeff, uh, will be one player, which is always interesting. Uh, and I think will lend itself very well for a podcast format. Uh, one thing of D and D actual play podcasts that I don't like is when there is a lot of players, I think two might be the best. Yeah. Two might be the best. Um, three I've heard done great many times. Four is when I start sort of, uh, and five, I, I don't think I could listen to five. Oh man, birds are chirping outside. Uh, in the uh, second episode, uh, delved a little deeper, got the character, rolled some stats. Uh, Jeff will be playing a tabaxi swashbuckler, which is fun. Um, and I think if you're going to play a one-person campaign, uh, sw- uh, that's a bard, right? I'm pretty sure that's a bard. Yeah, a, a bard is a good selection for a one-person campaign because uh, they could do a little bit of everything. Uh, and I think that will be fun when that happens. <laughs> Folks, we did it. I'm not sure what we did, but it has been done. I should say the final thing to say, which is always the final thing to say, which is, of course, it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. 
Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper